0: International Yeah. for
1: being here and knowing the cool place to be everyone who's not here they're losers from now on you can say that about anyone who's not in this room you understand that
0: to their face
1: (laughs) to their faces well hi everybody my name is Jasmine Ellis
0: and I'm Kai Krebs
1: and we are the co-host of extra salty podcast it's on iTunes and stitcher and we're produced by body tape international and we're just so excited to be a local podcast that gets to do something really really amazing today so yeah. thank you guys again for coming out so 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 much we really appreciate y'all
0: yeah uh, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the podcast uh, we're called extra salty we do we are a deep dive into resentment basically why people hold on to resentment, or how they managed to let go of that, because that's something we're trying to figure out how to do every day of our lives.
1: We're kind of like. Yeah like really unqualified psychiatrists and what we do is we just have people talk about what's eating at you, why are you salty uh, it's kind of funny like why we just started to do this, decided to do this, basically yeah. because we were salty, yeah Yeah. do you want to tell them this story or is it embarrassing okay.
0: it's it's a little embarrassing but uh, every year in Austin they have a competition called the funniest person in Austin competition and we started this podcast uh, during the 2017 one where both me and Jasmine and didn't advance through the first round.
1: That's a nice way to say we lost.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, we it, the story starts with us saying we might not be funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we were just, like, sitting outside of a show that we got book, booked on because we're, you know, the token interesting people. Like, there's just so many white male straight comics in the scene, so when they need to pepper it up, they put my black ass on it.
0: And my gay ass on oh.
1: it. <laughs> so we were talking about it, and there was this show that they had to Congratulate the best losers of that festival, yeah. and then neither of us got chosen for the best nope. losers. Nope. <laughs> So we are.
0: So we were just sitting in a coffee shop, sh- coffee shop, just scowling at each was, other.
1: So we didn't even lose good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: To get on the best losers. <laughs> I was like you know what? Let's just start a podcast. That'll be yeah. a fun use of our time. But you know what? It's been wait, we're anniversarying. We're coming up in like yeah. a year, right? Yeah.
0: We j- we our first episode aired in August of last year. So this is actually our one year anniversary, <laughs> and now we're here at Out of Bounds Comedy Festival. Look at that! I'm
1: with each other for a year. It's great.
0: It's great. It's,
1: we've had some really fun times. We've had some really interesting, very, very funny comics on the show. Uh, one of my favorite episodes is like our very first one with Joey Zimmerman yeah. where he explained what mushrooms were to me. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all understand, I grew up really sheltered. <laughs> like, he's like, you've never done mushrooms? And I was like, I've cooked them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that where the magic is? Like, in the recipes? I didn't know anything. I've learned a lot about drugs and... Uh, uh, and sex and just like weird family relationships it's been really interesting yeah. to just learn about all of these different crazy reasons why people can be mad at each other and stay mad for decades yeah cause so.
0: <laughs> every single person that we have on the show we ask them like we ask them to give us like something that they're just sincerely irritated with or that's been bothering them for a long time and how they either let go of it or why they're still holding on to it and we ju- we dig down deep so- Yeah.
1: Sometimes super super personal sometimes it's fine uh there was like that brief time where i was a like a, a lift driver threatened to kill me so we never got to air that episode yeah that's a, legitimately a thing that happened and like a pending a pending thing that won't probably air but yeah a lift driver threatened to kill me so salty about that
0: yeah turns out whenever you don't want to walk two miles next thing you know legally you can't say something <laughs>
1: So be careful out be Boston there.
0: Boston weird. Take a scooter.
1: Um, <laughs> don't get in a car with anyone here. They're crazy. Um, but yeah, so we, before we get started into the really, really fun part, I do have to go over our sponsors yeah. because Out of Bounds is a wonderful festival. It has been around for a couple years and every year it gets better and better because of the support of the sponsors. We want to give a big thank you to the Hideout Theater. The, give it, give it, give it. Thank yeah, you. give it. The Fallout Theater, Cold Town Theater, the Institution Theater, and then of course the Velveeta Room where we are standing today, which is just amazing. The City of Austin, Cultural Arts Division, Nista Consulting, Record Studios, Orth Brewery, and Steve Rogers Photography. They did my profile photo, and it's really cute. So, (laughs) My name's Jasmine Ellis. I spell it with an E. Find me and just tell me I'm cute. I need this. I'm a middle child. Do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and without the support of our sponsors, they wouldn't be able to throw such an awesome festival. We wouldn't get to be here. And you know what? It's great that we are because we're going to grow and learn that much more about each other as people and be closer for it.
1: So, speaking of learning about amazing people, we are very lucky to have someone amazing on the show. Are you guys excited yes. about our guest tonight? Our guest has been featured on The Daily Show on Comedy Central and is absolutely hysterical. I want you guys to clap it up right now. Clap, 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 or clap, clap, clap. Give her what she deserves and give it up for Gina. Yes!
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you on the show.
1: (laughs) I am so excited to have you on the show. I really am. I saw you at the Punchline in Philly last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun weekend that was. Absolutely. Just murdered it. Super, super funny. So many great stories about uh, your parents and growing up in London. (laughs) And I just enjoy you a lot. Thank you,
0: Jasmine. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, we were actually both on the Women in Comedy Festival this
2: year. Yes, that was, I was wearing my Women in Comedy Festival yeah. t-shirt last night. So fucking good. Un. I like a good t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> how it's much do
1: shirt. Americans obsess about your accent? Like,
2: <laughs> like how, how often? They really do. I mean, like, I, I knew... Because I'd watched movies and know and saw how you're obsessed about, over white English actors, <laughs> and so I didn't think I'd get the same kind of obsession, but it's actually more intense because of this face. Yeah. I feel like I'm physically holding
1: back from like re- repeating it back yeah. in your. Every so
2: everybody I talk to tries like to do my accent. I'm s- like squeezing in
1: my, face. my toes. Like yeah. stop it, bitch, shut up.
2: Squeeze them harder. <laughs> do you Do you have
0: like one particular instant, like maybe like the first time or like the worst time that somebody was like? a little too crazy about your accent?
2: Uh, I have people follow me down the street and ask me to speak again. I've had oh no. I'm oh like, people, I've had people go, you speak English so well. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm born in fucking England, you dope. Uh, yeah, y'all invented it? I get a lot of crazy stuff like that. But then for the first few years I, I lived here, now people are more aware that there are black people in England. But the first few years I was living in America, they were not. Idris Elba has helped with that a lot. <laughs> Uh, before Idris people thought I was an Australian Aborigine most of the time because most Americans can't tell the difference between the British and Australian accent they can't do it we're not super fond of books yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) or or geography
1: (laughs) Australian sounds all stretched out
2: yeah it's it's an English accent stretched yeah Yeah. that's basically it (laughs)
1: it's like an Alabama English accent yeah basically
2: (laughs) yeah is it rude to describe something as Alabama it is yeah Uh, (laughs) Not to Brits. (laughs) Everything to us is inferior. So... (laughs)
1: kick the show off as we start with like reasons why we're salty and you mm-hmm. as our guest you're going to give us um a story or a reason something Ooh. that really really guides the episode but first the two of us have something we like, always like silly, to start with
0: something real petty petty
1: okay. dumb insignificant okay. in the larger scale of the world let's
0: do it what you got me no kai yours. you always got one loaded in the chamber ready to go
1: i do there's so much
0: to be salty about she's, she's like no i couldn't anyway there's so much yeah.
1: <laughs> How can you not? How can, you know what? I actually, I. How many times do I talk about white women and the the just the audacity of white womanhood?
0: Mostly, whenever you're talking about weddings and how mad you are at mason God
2: jars. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All, all right. Mason jars. I fucking love Mason jars. Oh, am I allowed to curse I curse a lot. Go for it. London.
1: Do you like Mason jars as centerpieces? Oh no. Like, yeah. That's the shit out here. That's our thing.
2: I reuse them as drinking glasses.
1: No, they fill them with flowers and they think the shit's cute. It's the jam out oh,
0: here. Oh yeah, that's for the. Tie a little bit of brown string around them. Next thing you know.
2: Okay, I rustic. now hate Mason jars. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: sneak you into a rustic wedding just so you can hate America. <laughs> That'll be how we lose her. Like, she'll never come back.
0: It's a, it, it is the red hat of weddings, for sure.
1: <laughs> no, I, uh, I had a little incident. I was checking out his store, and I was talking to the cashier, and uh, she, we just started talking, and she noticed my ring, and I told her, yeah, I'm getting married. And this older white woman overheard me say this and she's oh my goodness you're getting married oh my goodness I have a wedding to go to every weekend this year I can't believe it and I was like I can't believe you've been invited to so many weddings (laughs) your foundation doesn't match your neck (laughs) And you talk to strangers. <laughs> like, you know, I'm being like, I'm like, please stop talking to me. But then she goes, I just can't believe it. There are just too many weddings. And I was like, Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy for you, you know, being cute and polite and doing small talk. And I was like, and she goes, Yeah, it's just too many. Everyone's doing it at the same time. I'm like, you know what? That's why I got I'm getting married in January, because most people don't. And she goes, A wedding in January? Now that is stupid. Oh. oh. oh again her foundation didn't match her neck <laughs> i just feel like i'm gonna tell you when you're stupid okay all right and i was like well you know different people make different choices and it worked better for my schedule but thank you she's i mean you're just not gonna get any gifts and i was like ho, oh, oh, ho! shut up all right i am not getting married for gifts but then i literally got in the parking lot and was like what if i don't get any gifts <laughs> If, if there was
0: if there was like one thing that somebody could give you as a wedding gift for your wedding, what would be like the one thing that would just piss you off?
1: Oh, the one thing that would piss me off?
0: Yeah. Oh. Like the instant you unwrap the box, you tear off that bow and that wrapping paper <laughs> and then you just go, "Oh.
1: Oh, there's is a, a such thing as a mason jar chandelier." No. <laughs> <Love. laughs> supposed to stay in your home and decorate your home forever but it's a bunch of mason jars like tr- like strung together so that you can have it as d- and then when people buy you shit like that they want to come see it like they want to visit it really, <laughs> forever like they want custody of it i could i'd be furious
0: <laughs> jasmine's just basically furious at big mason jar for trying to force their values on us yes yeah. <laughs> is there a big mason jar or thing? i believe it They're out to get
1: us. (laughs) Don't say it too much. Uh, (laughs) Kai, why are you salty today?
0: Oh, God. I have so many reasons. I (laughs) honestly, like, this is, like, really, like, low-key patty salt, but, like, uh, today I did the wait for two hours in a line for barbecue thing. That's on you. Okay. You you guys have done it, He's lived here two years, y'all. Like, he should know better. I've lived here for five, but that's fine. We're very close. (laughs) Nobody had to know. We're very close. Yeah, no, I... I, Because it was one of those things, like, since I've been living in Austin for so long, like, whenever I first moved here, it was, like, never one of those things that I ended up, like, doing, and then it got Mm -hmm. so far at the point that I had to, like, lie to people and be like, yeah, folding chairs, beer, totally, Franklin's, real good. Like... And I did it today, and... The place, like, th- we were inside for most of it, and the AC was not on at all. And I was like, we're, we're in the building, and the AC... Sh- and the whole time, it was it was very good. It was 100% worth it. Like, there's no no regrets. But, like, the whole time, like, you just can't wait in a line for two hours for anything without feeling like a little bit of an idiot, you know? I don't know. It's just, I didn't want to get to know that many people by smell. <laughs>
2: The choice you made.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What's the longest thing y'all have ever waited in line for?
2: <sighs> I don't do lines. I know oh. that there's the stereotype of British people queuing up for everything, but no. <laughs> if I go there and it's more than a 10 minute wait, I'm out.
1: So so I used to be kind of thotty in college and I definitely waited in line like an hour to get into like a club party in Ugh. Wichita Falls.
2: Nah, what? In
1: Wichita, that's where I went nah. to college and we would wear these stupid little stretchy dresses that were like the size of your fist and you had to pull them out to fit your body into them and I'd be freezing cold with like my phone and my keys and each titty like waiting outside in the cold literally just to be like, yeah, this. Lame, none of these guys are cute. That was dumb.
0: I, I'm so like fallacy of sunk investment like whenever I'm in a line like if I get halfway through it I'm like we've come too far to go back <laughs> like we have to power through the rest of it because otherwise you did it for nothing
2: <laughs> you know actually tell a lie I, uh, I was at Afro Punk Festival in New York oh, last year. that weekend. was so fun oh it was fantastic and uh, I have friends fly over from LA from London every mm. year they fill up our house and we all make a big weekend of it and uh they, there was a Caribbean restaurant. Uh, there's a stereotype about Caribbean restaurants having horrible service. Yeah. And this one was no different. And this was <laughs> an Afro punk. It's an Afro punk. Were the cocktails worth it? It was delicious. But that wasn't <laughs> the point. Uh, I left my friends in the line and went off and watched the band and came back and they were still in the line. <laughs> And when we got there, the oxtails, there was literally bones left. And um, they gave me my oxtail and I went away with it. I came and I opened the box and it was just bones. And I went right back to the front of the line. And uh, the woman was like, uh, oil aunt," And I was like, these ain't oxtails. They're fucking bones in here. And my friends lined up an hour and a half of these oxtails. And then she said, they had the audacity to get a fork and started digging through them. <laughs> In front of you? In front of me. And I was like, really? And then uh, one of the other women was like, don't do that. And took the food and gave me my fresh oxtails. And I ate them right in front of her. I stood at the table. I ate them right in front of her. Uh, And this this is why I do not line up. See,
0: a lot of people say that the best food is free. I feel like the best food is the second (laughs) round whenever you have to eat it in front of somebody who is real mean to
1: you. (laughs) So Gina, why are you,
2: or what are you
1: salty about?
2: What am I so, God, ugh. What's, what's something you've Are you just living your best it? life and you're salt free? I am enjoying life, I do get yes. pissed off about things and then I tend to post videos about it on Instagram. Uh. So, uh, I don't know, do, do you guys know Jamie Oliver, the chef, the yes. British yes. chef who came over and tried to teach Americans how to eat and they were like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> him. So he's come out with this rice and it's massive in England, so it's caused massive controversy in England. It's called Jer- Jamie's Jerk Rice. Now, if you're Jamaican, Jerk is a traditional Jamaican seasoning Mm -hmm. for meat only. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a meat seasoning. (laughs) (laughs) Only meat. (laughs) If you're really being out there and you're going to think outside the box, you might put it on fish. <laughs> but Jamaicans will get really mad at you. It's for meat. He's come out with it. He's bastardised the recipe. Oh, goodness. And then he's put it on rice and he's called it Jamaican jerk rice. And so there's a, one of our members of parliament in England tweeted about it. It was a massive thing about cultural appropriation. And I posted a video about it and I got a lot of abuse about it. Oh, no. People disagreeing with you? Yeah, I post a video bad. saying it's appropriation. Fuck it. There's no such thing as jerk. rice. Right. It's, it's wrong. It's evil. Yes. And uh, so I post a video about it, and um, I got a lot of trolls from people calling me racist. <laughs> I get a lot of trolls for racism whenever, whenever I talk about race. And apparently, Jerkgate was the one truth. of those <laughs> moments. Yeah. white people
1: are on this rampage where they just want to call us racist so bad. Oh God, it's,
2: it's hilarious. So I, then the next day I post another video saying, I am fighting all these racist cunt whistles on Twitter. Cump Somebody whistles. help me. Cunt
0: whistles, that's
2: a new one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I got, yeah, I got it. I, I love it though, I screenshot all the trolling and keep them, just in case I get murdered. And then you can just go into my phone and then find all the trolls, but I screenshot them, some of them are
0: hilarious. Do you do, you do that with like only like the best of them or just like the meanest? Or do you, like, do you have like a folder that's like called the all-stars or?
2: <laughs> no, they're all, well, the folder I keep are the best ones. The funniest <laughs> ones and the worst ones. Okay. Yeah, some of them are pretty bad. I got trolled by this police officer. Fucking police what? officer. Really? Yeah, I, that is my favorite so far. I'm gonna post that in a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, he told me, bitch, you fucking racist, you're spreading racism online, and then I went on his page and I was like, you've got jokes about Mexicans not ha- <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about and, and I said you're a police officer wow no wonder this country's fucked
0: uh, he got <laughs> oh, very also, angry also whatever they say to serve and protect the to serve doesn't mean tea oh like- no.
2: <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he got very upset because he came on my page to abuse me and then I went alright be careful in the streets out there try not to shoot any black people today <laughs> And he got very angry about it. Of course that. he did. And sure. then he goes, I'm not a racist. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. If I see you, I'm going to break your jaw. Not because you're, not, not I'm racist, because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you, officer. I, okay. Oh, my goodness. So this it, is the kind it, of stuff I get on. Sounds like you could be a lawyer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have an aside to this. Um, what would it take to get you to try jerk rice? Like, for science? (laughs) 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 Like... I'm just curious.
2: Uh, yeah, it's $2 a bag. That is definitely no way. Uh, but you know what I, I might do when I go back to England? Because he hasn't, he hasn't bought it out in the States yet. It's just in England. That's where the controversy is. So they're just boxes with his white face on yeah, it? Yeah, it's basically a bag of boiling boil in the bag rice. I mean, if you know any Caribbean food or any kind of soul food, it takes days to make. They season for days. They cook for days. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking boiling in the bag, one minute rice. And he got the audacity or the caucasity is our like to say. <laughs> the caucasity <laughs> to add the name Jamaican jerk to it oh, it's goodness. offensive
1: that's happening constantly like um, a lot of times you see elotes and then you'll see it at, especially because Texas has a, like a, such a strong Mexican American presence but you mm. see elotes and it's literally called street corn on the side of it oh. corn for street. Like, I'm like, what is that shit? Or like, I'm from Louisiana, and I'm like, Creole, through and through, family family generation. There was a video Disney put out two years ago. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if you remember this.
0: Already a bad start.
1: (laughs) Disney put, and you're from Louisiana, so you understand this. Disney put out this video of a healthy recipe for gumbo, and it was like kale. Just floating kale. Kale. Kale! 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 No! no. Like, not like
0: not like one. That is one, devil's work. Not like one kale leaf. Like one bunch of kale. I threw my phone across the room when I was watching this. Thing. And then once she picked her phone up, she tagged me in it, and then I had to go through the whole experience.
2: <laughs> why is Disney making? Why? Because they what is own Disney our souls. To- <laughs> Disney's real problematic.
0: Shit. The way that Disney is, they were probably like, Coco's coming out, so here's a jambalaya recipe.
2: (laughs) Jambalaya and French fries. (laughs) That's that's Ah. really
1: funny. So uh, you went to and yes. you like do things in New York and LA,
2: yes. yeah. don't wait in lines, don't do, do crowds I buy VIP tickets every year which costs significantly more but that means that I have to line up I, I'm very impatient I get very hot <laughs> angry so yeah I'm not into the lining up thing what
1: are your big splurges like what are your favorite things
2: uh, gadgets anything electronic jewelry sneaks Food. Have you ever waited in line for sneakers, or no? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> That is ridiculous. These people that sleep outside sneaker stores and sleep outside Apple waiting for the latest fight. That's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life.
0: No. I was going to say, like some people scoffed like whenever you said, do you wait in line for sneakers? You guys need to know that's a real thing. in 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 my hometown for Black Friday, like two years ago, whenever a new pair of Air Jordans were coming out, so many people were against the outside like glass wall doors with metal frames, mind you. That so many of them were rocking back and forth that they just took the whole thing down and
2: then stormed the mall like a, a militia. <laughs> yeah. IKEA once had a sale a few years ago in England. IKEA, I let that settle in your brains. <laughs> Ikea and it was absolute pandemonium people left their cars parked on the freeway (laughs) and ran to Ikea they were right you can go on YouTube and look there were riots people fighting a couple of people were seriously injured (laughs) fighting over Ikea so yeah I don't line up for anything it's, no. it's just so cheap all the other times too though but they, they, they were like doing beds for three dollars and stuff so That's crazy <laughs> you know down from the normal oh four dollar price so it was amazing
1: <laughs> what's something you miss the most about living in England uh
2: the chocolate hmm American chocolate. chocolate is you absolute... never hear people talk about the chocolate no, no. American chocolate is disgusting why It's utterly, it's foul. It's like we don't talk about the English chocolate because that chocolate is shit compared to Belgian chocolate. Yeah, but compared Mm. to American chocolate, as is gourmet. Yours isn't even. I don't even know how the laws even allow you to call it chocolate. Damn, it's mainly oil chemicals and wrap shit. I don't know what it is. It's disgusting. So I don't eat your American chocolate. I make my own chocolate. This, ma- living in America has made, forced me to make my own chocolate. Really? Wow. Because yeah, it's so bad. Uh, I'm just That's thinking. intense. Like, like I'm, when my friends come from England, they bring me boxes of chocolates from England. Wow. So our chocolate summer. shit
1: and I don't
2: oh, even know horrible. it. It's horrible. <laughs> like look at the ingredients on the back of any chocolate bar. It's this, the, the chocolate is the lowest thing on the. I don't even think they even have chocolate in them. I was gonna
0: say, even if we read the ingredients list, we probably wouldn't still any know what any of it is because exactly. they use the science names like polyphosphoroxaride forty two, and we're like, mm, well, yeah, exactly.
2: It's not real chocolate, so I missed that a lot.
1: I've never known that. I never knew how bad our chocolate oh, so, was. Now I'm gonna like rethink yeah,
2: everything. I, I make my own chocolate. It's really good. Pure chocolate chocolate truffles and it's they're better than anything you can get in America have you
1: started to, have you had to start like cooking more things just to compensate oh yeah like
2: I, I cook a lot more food here than I ever did back home because a lot of your food is poison. So you know, you're, that's you're, fair. Yeah. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? We're eating poison. Yeah, like, you're, you're, I have to eat organic. So if I eat, I eat mainly organic. And if I can't get organic, I'm not, I will not eat any of your meat from, I won't, because it's just loaded with antibiotics and pesticides and chemicals and stuff. It's, it's really, your food is quite, I know I sound like I'm bitching about America, but your food, it's, it's terrible people they're poisoning you and you weren't sure if you are going to be salty or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't know but now you got me going but yeah I I, I don't I eat no processed processed foods here I eat mainly organic uh, I eat seventy percent vegan. I do like a bit of meat from time to time, but seventy percent vegan. <laughs> but when I do eat meat, I'm very, very careful about where I get it from because your food is just full of chemicals.
1: Oh, I believe that. You know what's funny is a lot of women are really worried about the chemicals in their makeup and shit, mm. but they don't give a shit about what they're eating. Like I, I, it's mad. <laughs> I work at a cosmetic counter mm. sometimes, and people come up and they go, "Is this organic, non-GMO lipstick? Is this like cruelty-free?" I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." The children who make these in factories. <laughs> Are on the strictest vegan diets. And you
2: and they buy it and go to the McDonald's across the
0: street afterwards <laughs> yes. to celebrate. The other thing is like people will spend so much time looking at like the list of like the the nutrition facts on stuff and they'll be like 120 calories, 80 milligrams of sodium. Then like because they have like a load of coke up their nose and they were drunk. They're still drunk from the night before and they're like, I can't do that. That's too much sodium. <laughs>
2: yeah it's um it's uh, like i I lived in l.a for a few years and they were trying to sneak through a law where they were trying to make it illegal to grow your own vegetables what yeah in l.a about i'm going to say eight years ago they tried to sneak the basically monsanto and all those other devil companies were lobbying yeah to try and make it illegal (laughs) Because to spray the plants with pesticides is in everybody's best interest. Mm. That was their excuse. This is the kind of shit that's sneaking through in America. Uh, like uh, they were trying to also, they were trying to stop you guys from labeling your food when it's GM, GMO. Right? They were trying to stop people from labeling it so you don't know whether you're buying GMO or not. Like things like that, which is unheard of in Europe. Unheard of. This is the shit that they're passing in America. So I'm salty about America. <laughs> also, if it's like if it's it's LA
0: like why not just say it's because you have to water them all the time that's like a real crisis maybe people would believe
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe but you know,
0: know. L- lie good I don't know
2: <laughs> L- lie better yes
0: lying is not that hard <laughs>
1: Really terrifying the way they can control everything we eat and do, and yep. even the way I just use the word they, like they. the general terrifying government they. You're convincing me to move to England. I need to it's get the like fuck out. It's not government,
2: it's these companies, these massive. Corporations who basically just bribe laws into being. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just go, you, you work for the government. All right, you earn how much? Oh, $100, $150,000 a year. I will pay you six hundred and fifty if every time my company's name comes up in Congress, you, you speak well of me. And they do that. Mm-hmm to everybody, and that's how these horrible laws get passed, and we end up eating shitty-ass food that kills us and keeps us sick. So you've got the uh, cancer industry making a killing tobacco. The sugar industry is using exactly the same tactics that the tobacco industry used to keep us ill and keep making money off us. I sound crazy, but... It's <laughs> You're fun.
1: not. Sugar is it's a fun. damn drug. Right. I will fight for a Red Bull right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, know what it would take to get me to stab someone and it's
2: yeah I, it's my third day off, my third day off sugar today and i'm feeling like i am good for you like yeah. <laughs> i feel like i'm having withdrawal uh-huh. symptoms like i'm eating all the ribs i can find <laughs> to fill that hole. You're in the right place for ribs.
1: Go line up with Kai. Kai, go hold her place. Yeah. And in two hours she'll show up and get her. Just text me
2: when you get to the front. (laughs) We,
0: We had a group that was meeting up with us and I was like, look... I'll just buy a pile so you guys don't have to go through this I was trying to take one for the team but
1: <laughs> you're better than me the last time I was in like one of those stupid lines have you ever been to Essence Fest Gina
2: have you no been? I haven't yet yeah. I'm not going until they pay me to go Not until they
1: <laughs> that's a boss bitch move yeah,
2: I refuse to go good for you
1: uh, for the Caucasians in the audience so Essence Fest is this um, it's this festival that's kind of a celebration of black womanhood and I got to go this summer as part of like a teeny tiny comedy festival shout out to black girl giggles and uh yep. everybody went to mother's restaurant in new orleans you've ever eaten Ooh, there no. yeah. oh yeah yes it's like collard greens oh. fried chicken ribs every good side it's made well but the line was just down the street black people lining yes black people what? Lining. but what kind of place is this i will say it was a nice court. Everybody was taking photos together. We were like, we were drinking out of pineapples, fanning each other. Okay, that sounds great. Yes, funny. sis. Yes. yes. Like, we we're just enjoying our f- It was great. Mother's
0: is <laughs> genuinely one of those restaurants that whenever you're
2: talking about the food, like, the adjective sinful is right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was vegan for six years, so I couldn't eat in those places because even when I go, can I have just some collard greens? And they go, yeah, it had been invariably cooked in pig juice. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even go up to those places unless I'm on the meat half because I just have to close my ears and just go I don't want to hear what's in it just give it to me and that's what we've got to do because they have no uh, they have no concept of vegetarianism in any black restaurants Nigerian Caribbean Creole no concept oh, no None. we put
1: the whole pig in
2: everything yeah. the pigs in your paper your yeah. pigs in so, your menu yeah. <laughs> it's like it's vegetarian oh it's, got, it's just a little bit of fish it's okay <laughs> Nigerian food is the best, just personal oh, opinion. I, yeah, Nigerian food is the shit, but yeah, you can't go there if you're a vegetarian, because, you know, I'll go in there and buy what I consider a vegetarian soup. I'll go, I wanted a veg- veggie soup, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'll be a bit of oxtail or cow foot floating in the bottom. <laughs> and by the time I've got through the soup, it's so delicious, I go, oh, there's a bit of cow, cow foot, this is not. <coughs> 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 just can't help myself. <laughs> So, yeah, I've given up.
1: <laughs> Was it ever remotivated motivated to be a vegetarian because of, like, moral reasons or more dietary? Health. Uh, I
2: suffer from lupus, which is an autoimmune disease that mm-hmm. often goes undiagnosed because it can mimic a hundred different illnesses. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, a, an immune system attacking itself. And about, I'm going to say 10 years, 12 years ago, super ill with it. Like, super ill. Like, uh, I had really horrible arthritis. I couldn't lift my arms up above my head. I struggled getting out bed. I was very, very, Ill, and the doctors were pumping me full of drugs, you know, uh, steroids and painkillers and, and at one point it was so bad, they were, they were telling me that I needed to do chemo. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, that, that's uh, where they just blast my entire system and hope they kill everything in me and then hopefully start again. So that's what they were suggesting for me, chemo. And I was like, nah, this, this is a uh, rough square one. Yeah, so I was like, nah, there's got to be a better way. So then I started with certain food and how food is medicine and I went raw vegan for mm-hmm. six months and within weeks and I mean weeks of starting eating that way my symptoms were gone I come off all my medication oh. came off and that was nine and a half years ago wow. and I've not been on any medication since I Damn. eat a certain way yeah and the doctors like oh it's a, it's a, it's a miracle and I'm like it's not a fucking miracle <laughs> It's food, you know. It's the way I eat. I start. I cut out all processed foods, cut out and, and purely organic. I'm not even raw vegan anymore. I'm not even Mm -hmm. vegan anymore. But when I make sure that I don't eat any processed foods and I I eat mainly 100% organic and drink as much water as I can and none of those symptoms have returned. This is an illness that they told me that I'd be on medication for for the rest of my life. So I'm walking proof that food is medicine, people. Hell
1: yeah. That's awesome. What's the most ignorant question you've ever gotten asked about your diet? Just out of curiosity. Uh.
2: Well, when you you know when I was vegan, people go, well, all you eat is, is leaves and carrots. I can't live like that. And it's like, no. There are so, there's so many good vegan restaurants now and so many good, like, if you've heard of the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger, these are like... The so, beet that bleeds Yeah, so, Yeah, this is vegan food for meat eaters. Oh. Like, so they make these burgers that when you press it in, it bleeds, but the, what is bleeding is beetroot. But it looks, right. like, it looks like a bloody sort of rare burger and it's delicious. And that is and it's made literally from vegetables nothing else and, and that's the stuff that they're making now which mm-hmm. is obviously ve- vegan for meat
0: eaters. Whenever whenever you first started eating vegan like was it one of those things that
2: you just did like the hard stop and then Yeah, I went, I went, I'm one of those people I throw myself into things head first I'm like I'm going for it and then I either fail and go alright well that was shit move on to the next thing <laughs> but I thought you know I'm really ill and uh, I don't want to be on drugs for the rest of my life mm-hmm. i need to do this and yeah i did i did the raw vegan for six months wow and gone all my symptoms pretty much gone in six months and then i reintroduced regular food then i was no regular vegan for mm-hmm. about six years and then i became veggie then pescatarian and now i'm in austin texas eating barbecue <laughs> So, but I, I vary. I don't eat too much but I try and eat make my diet as alkaline as possible.
1: That's a good good diversity of diet. I have a friend who's super, super vegan but it's like her personality.
2: Right, right. Like right. it is
1: who like like it's gotta be her star sign. Like it's her thing.
2: Right, right.
1: <laughs> And she brings it up in conversation so much. And the thing about her is, like, she's been vegan too long to the point where I don't think she remembers regular food. Right. Because she'll be like, no, this tastes exactly like ice cream. I'm like, bitch, you don't remember
2: ice cream. <laughs> you don't even know ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of those. I, I never was one of those. I'm a health... Like, I, you know, I like to help people get themselves healthier, but I'm not one of those people that just judges people all the time. Because I like food, and I like all food, and I can see the joy in eating meat. Even when I was vegan, I could see the joy. So I, even when I was vegan, I used to say, I'm a veggie, I'm a vegan who loves meat. Because I don't do it through love of animals. I mean, if I could, I'd chase a cow down the street with my teeth in his right now but yeah so like what what, like
0: whatever you are going through like when you've gone through like a heavy vegan spell for a while and then you're like oh now it's my meat time what's like the one thing that you like tend to crave lamb lamb I
2: love Mm. lamb and technically it's good for me because I'm a B blood type so if you know about the blood type diet type thing B no, blood types lamb is actually good for us I none none of that yeah so even though um, I eat vegetarian a lot I, I think a little bit of meat is actually quite good for me that's interesting mm.
1: being on the road like I'm sure there's so many factors because mm. you do like you do clubs all across the country how do you just keep up with like your normal schedule and not like get thrown off with
2: what you're eating and what you're doing I get thrown off on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the reason why I'm no longer vegan because you go to places and they'd be like well the nearest you got a veggie pizza that's as close to vegan as you're going to get it's covered in cheese but that's as close yeah. so when you're travelling that much it got to a point where I'd E V in nothing but lettuce for days oh, shit. or I'd just go you know what I'm just going to not judge myself too harshly I'm hungry I'm just going to eat whatever so that, that's partly why my diet is the way it is now in that I You know, I go to too many far-off, far-flung places where they don't even know the meaning of vegan or vegetarian. So that's why my diet has changed, and I I incorporated more meat and fish back into my diet.
1: Awesome. I love talking to road comics about, like, just their best and worst stories. Would you want to share, like, one of your best stories on the road and maybe a Hell Gig story, too? I've got
2: great stories. Uh, Okay. (laughs) One story. I did the first ever comedy show on this island off the coast of Lombok, Indonesia. It's a tiny little island called Gili, Gili Trawangan. I need to know more about geography. You write yes. about Americans. am where? So, aware. so South East we Asia. We covered this at the beginning. We don't like books. Yeah, <laughs> Southeast Asia, Indonesia. There's an island off the coast of Indonesia, Lombok, that's a big island. And then surrounding it, there's tiny little islands. And this island is so small that basically the people who go there are divers because the diving is fantastic. And there's no motorized vehicle of any kind on this island. Everybody gets around by horse and cart or bicycles. So they all go there and they they dive in the day. So it's full of divers and diving instructors. instructors. They dive in the day and then they drink themselves into oblivion at night. (laughs) And I was in Bali, Indonesia. It's about... Hour, hour and a bit boat ride from Bali to this island. So I was in Bali doing comedy, and there was this sort of rich British bloke who owned several hotels on the island. and He's like, Listen, if you come to a hotel on this island, Gilly Trawangan, if you come and do a comedy show, I'll give you a week at my hotel for free. And I was like, Damn! <laughs> and then I called my friend in London and I said get on lastminute.com and get a flight over here I've got us accommodation on this island for a week for nothing I'm just going to do one gig so she gets a cheap flight she flies out fucking we had such a great time so literally I did this show first comedy show on this island ever I was standing on a wooden crate I'm literally 15 feet from the ocean doing a comedy show for divers, Like there was about 80 divers. I can't swim.
1: Like were they soggy? Like just fresh out the water?
2: So, no, they, it was their evening. So they dive in the day and then they eat and drink in the evening. Yeah, yeah. So all, they'd all finish diving the day and I'm on stage talking about how I will never dive. I've dived once just to cross it off the bucket list. I can't swim for shit. I went diving and just basically just sank to the bottom of the ocean and walked along the seabed. I, <laughs> I basically did a scuba walk. <laughs> So, yeah, so I did this show, did this show for these divers, had a great time, and then I got offered so many free diving lessons that day. So many free. They were all going, we'll take you diving. And I was like, no, I'm going to just sunbathe for it. And basically, and then I stayed in this cute little hotel, and it was right on the beach. When I say right on the beach, I get up in the morning, like my bed was here, the ocean was out the window there, and I get out, and then you see the fishermen coming along the beach in the morning with fresh fish, and they just slap it on the grill, and I'd go, I'll have that one. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> that's what we did for a week it was the best these are some of the best shows I've ever had in my life that sounds phenomenal yeah. I'm, always, yeah. I'm always curious with people especially people that travel a
0: lot especially internationally like You've all got that one show that you just despised.
2: see That one shit show. Oh, there was... I've had some horrendous shows. There was one I had in Bahrain, which is okay. in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. I'm gonna Google a, this. Yes. And... Um, So, I've done shows in Dubai, which is very fun, Mm -hmm. because Dubai is kind of like the Vegas... of the Arab countries mm-hmm. you go there people shop they've got it's, it's nothing but desert and a port that's it desert but you go there they've got a water park in the middle of this desert it's hilarious and it's one of the biggest water parks in the world and you've got women sliding down these water, par- uh, these water slides in full burkas like <laughs> it's brilliant it's amazing to see and they've got ice skating rinks they're in the desert in, in the summer this is how hot it is the first time I went there uh, I was like I was coming from London I lived in London so I was like yay it's sun I'm going to the sun and as soon as we landed at the hotel I threw my suitcase and ran up to the rooftop the hotel had a rooftop pool and ran up to the rooftop and I lay down and it felt like someone was standing over my face with a hair dryer <laughs> <laughs> It was that hot. It was unbearable. And then I found out later that people die in Dubai all the time from the heat. And all the rich Arabs leave Dubai in the summer and go to nicer places like London, where it's freezing, to escape the unbearable heat. So that's. I did this show in. We were flying to Bahrain, and uh, it was me and four other comics, and we were supposed to get the treatment because some of those countries are a little bit. They're very, very, very conservative. So you have to, you know, you have to be respectful of the culture, which I am. I cover my arms and all this kind of stuff. So we flew in there. We were supposed to get the treatment. You get there, it was all set up ahead. That you know they'll walk us through security. We'll get the A star treatment because it was a comedy tour coming Mm -hmm. through. We get there, uh, we get pulled aside by. Customs in an equation. Okay. Now we're all respectful of the culture. We know we're not supposed to have any contraband. Or whatever. Anyway, one of the guys had a motorbike magazine because he loves motorbikes. And if you've seen uh, the average motorbike magazine, it's usually <laughs> girls draped over the bikes doing this. <laughs> and they pulled him into a room for three hours. <laughs> Why they were, they weren't even real tits? they were all covered, they they were not new, they were just you know, they they came. <laughs> They pulled him in the room while we all had to wait, pulled him in the room for three hours and just held the magazine in front of him while ripping out the pages from <laughs> <run> one by <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Three hours And then they finally let us go. This was in Parade. Then we do the show good start. <laughs> good start and I'm like I hate this place already we do the show and there's a bunch of sh- what look like shakes sitting in the front row because they're not women I don't know in Saudi Arabia women mm. are only just feel allowed to drive women aren't even allowed to do comedy really like so I'm, I'm, I'm the only woman on the bill as I invariably am I'm standing on stage there's a bunch of shakes in the front row and they're all like this their legs out like just trying to intimidate me and I obviously I don't think they know me very well Sorry. <laughs> I do some jokes about them. And at uh, first they get very mad. And then they laugh. And then it's fine. And then afterwards, this is in the And these are the same people that stopped for three hours ripping us, ripping pages out of a motorbike magazine. Afterwards, the, the, the show, it, the, the venue becomes a nightclub. Hmm. And then the place becomes a wash with Russian prostitutes. Oh. <laughs> and all these guys, these super conservative guys dancing with these prostitutes in their dish dashes and then disappearing with these prostitutes. I'm like, you fucking, you ripped a magazine with motorbikes to shreds and here you are, fucking Russian whores on the dance floor. (laughs) So it's the hypocrisy of certain places. But, yeah, I've had some great shows. There was another one where I got flown to uh, the Seychelles. For literally one night now it's an 18 hour flight from new york yeah it's a while it's a while i get flown and paid cash because i was like it's an 18 hour flight i need the cash and i want business class flight they flew me there 18 hours i fly in i do the show i fly and it's a it's an arab shake and i'm performing for him and he's Concubine, basically, it was him and a That's bunch
1: like a, of a, a fancy side piece, right?
2: Yeah, but there was like forty of them. Huh. So it's him and a bunch of very beautiful women and a couple of guys, and they fly me in, and it's, it's on a private beach in the Seychelles. I wasn't allowed to say, I wasn't allowed to post about it or anything, because it's a private thing. He just goes on YouTube and goes, "I want that person," and then they just go, "How much do you want?" and they just pay you in cash once, and they just fly you <laughs> in. I flew, flew me in. It was me and Tony Woods and other comedian we did half an hour each and it was so funny because every time i did a joke he'd be there like he was the one sitting there and all these concubines are behind him and they're all waiting i do a joke and then i have to wait and then he laughs, <laughs> and then they all go <laughs> and that was it for the entire set everybody waited for him to laugh and then they like it was the fucking weirdest set <laughs> I've ever done in my life and then afterwards they put up some golf carts and get us the hell out of there because they're like they don't like because male comics you know after male comics have come on stage women flood to them because women love a guy with a sense of humour so when we come on stage they, they, the shape doesn't want the male comics around he's concubine so as soon as we got off stage they're like here's your money get the fuck out of here and then we have to leave immediately it, it's such a We're power
0: trying. play to just be like no I'm requesting two specific people to yep. entertain. Me. Anyway, now get out, they're mine. Yeah,
1: yeah. that sounds amazing because of the wads of money, but also kind of terrifying because of the threats and the go karts.
2: (laughs) It's
0: it's like big, it's like trying to do big dick energy, but it's just little dick insecurity.
2: Basically, but hey, I'll do that gig if they cool. Call me again tomorrow because <laughs> it was amazing. I went to Seychelles. I, I spent an extra day, so I did two days. Hung out, did a half hour set, got a ton of money. It was uh, an add to the uh, stand up set. That'll be a new routine, for, <laughs> you know. I love like yeah. these experiences. You know? <laughs> what would you
1: do if you like? Last question. What would you yeah. do if you got just like, like? bad bitch money like that like you could you could afford to buy a harem of women to laugh when you told them to Ugh. what would you do with that amount of money
0: whatever that number you know is.
2: what i don't even because i'm enjoying life so much money for me just is freedom yes. It means i don't have to work unless i want to work so i'd be even more diva than i am already but not like Crazy, but it'll be like and for me, it's just freedom. It's just like, yeah, great. I can work less and enjoy life even more. So I, I'm not gonna be paying anybody's laugh for my jokes.
1: <laughs> that's not gonna
2: happen. But yeah, I'll be traveling around with an entourage of friends. I'm like, let's all go. I booked a plane. I want to do that shit. Just hire a plane and just go. All right, friends, get over. Let's let's fly to an island and <laughs> take over this shit for a day. You know?
1: Hell yeah, with the yeah. best yeah. chocolate, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Let's
2: fly to Switzerland and get proper chocolate.
1: <laughs> well Gina thank you so much okay, for being yeah, a part of our so pod. Thank you so much for
2: joining us. <laughs>
0: thank you that was fun if, uh, if anyone in the room who's listening to the show wants to follow you and any
2: of our listeners online uh, where can they check out more of you easy uh, genieashray.com which is my website which you can find everything and then uh, social media everything is at genieashray twitter at genieashray instagram at genieashray I keep it very simple I'm not one of those hi I am so and so follow 93726 god is good I love that <laughs> at genieashray I keep it simple <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of this. If you guys are enjoying the pod, we're Extra Salty. You can find us on Instagram at Extra Salty Podcast Uh, then at Facebook at Extra Salty Pod because I screwed that up. And And uh, Twitter
0: at Extra Salty Pod.
1: And Twitter at Extra Salty Pod. It's a podcast for the Instagram, pod for the Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, I'm Jasmine Ellis. And
0: And I'm Kai Krebs. And uh, just to wrap everything up, also if you want more information about uh, the shows that happen here at the Velveeta Room, they have shows every Friday and Saturday. You can check that out at the VelveetaRoom.com and also if you want more information about the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival which is producing this show uh, check out hashtag OopFest on Twitter, that's O-O-B and uh, OopFest.com Thank you guys so much.
1: Thank you guys so much Have a amazing night. Go check out more shows.
0: Yeah Come see me people (laughs) Stay salty Keep it salty. Bye Please don't be, don't you